Um, I have I have notes, but I am not bound by notes. If you know anything about Pastor, if you're getting caught my copy of any of my notes, you'll say, uh, well, what happened? I thought we were going to have notes, and it seemed like he preached a whole entire different message. Well, it's because, uh, well, we just, just because we prepare, we prepare, we prepare as if they're we, like the Holy Ghost is going to show up, but we expect the Holy Ghost to show up. Always show up. And it's not that we're trying not to be prepared, but I'll tell you what, I'd rather be prepared in what God wants. Amen. Uh, Pastor Melina said something uh, a moment ago, and she said, uh, when she, in discussion about the offering, and uh, it took me back a little bit because we were talking about this for quite uh, a little bit of time or quite uh, a while back recently. And uh, one of the things that really stood out to me, because she was speaking about tithing, but also one thing, uh, I got the name of the message a couple of days ago, how about God builds the man. Yeah. God builds the person. Now, when I say we live in this world where, well, you didn't say woman. No, God builds people. But man, in a, in a, in a, in a really in an English term, God builds man. He means he, your, your, your spirit is gender neutral. You're, when you go to heaven, you're not going to be male or female. Amen. And so I say these things because I believe God is wanting this group of great people to step into what God has for them. And when I first got born again, um, I had to learn how to prosper God's way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And as I was saying, like I'm, I'm preparing this morning and the Lord reminded me, he says, I want you to talk about winery apartments. Mm-hmm. Oh, talk about the winery apartment. Like, what do you want me to talk about? The I mean, those weren't like the funnest <laughs> days ever. It wasn't a winery. Yeah. It wasn't a winery. <laughs> Kind of race on that, some of the top of your head. Oh, man, you must have been a pastor's wine sipper. I knew I liked that guy. No, I'm not a wine sipper. Sorry to disappoint you. Uh, but I will tell you this, that um, it's kind of funny that it was called the winery apartments because we're a Holy Ghost people. Yes, amen. We're drinking of the new wine, God's new wine. And... Um, the thing that was so interesting about moving into the wineries is it was the first apartment that I ever lived in. And I didn't just, um, I was one of those people that I just didn't want to, I had offers to live with other people growing up, offers to live with other girls growing up. And I had a good job. It paid me well. I could have done it. And I, at the time I had bought a car, I could have still Moved in with somebody, could afford rent and the, the whatever with life, but I wasn't saved. And the natural, oh, I, I could have, oh, I could afford to do this. I could, in the mind, oh, I can afford to do this, even though I was living at home. But there was a part of me, I'm not moving out until I, I'm not going to live with a bunch of people that I don't even know. There was something that bothered me just living with a group of people that I did not know. And when I met Pastor Molina, I'd just gotten saved. Uh, or there's a whole, I'm, we're going to save you the whole story. We'll, it's, it's, it's something that we've talked before in the past you're, you're familiar with. But this is what's very interesting to me is because this apartment was the first place that I had ever had. This was like, and the first place I ever had was with the person I was married with. I didn't just go all over the place, get confused. Do you hear what I'm saying? Men, I didn't just go everywhere and get confused. 
I knew when I met her, she was it, but I also knew I need things needed to get done. Right. Yeah. I didn't try to pull her into my way of living. Yeah. I knew I had to step it up and live it a higher way of living. When God builds a man, he builds a man based on his word, yeah. not on your feelings, not on your thinking, right. not based on what you, what, how you used to operate. No, God yeah. builds it on his standard, yeah, that's good. the standard of his word. Yeah. And see, too many men are missing out because they're, 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 they're wanting to build their lives as how they see it, how, how they see it fit. Mm-hmm. They want, they want to. They, they'll take all these different, we'll, we'll take, we'll do all these different jobs. We'll start all these different companies and, and just by God, hopefully one of them sticks and, and maybe that's the Lord. But I'm here to tell you, that's a dangerous path to go down of just trying to figure the best way to follow God is to hear his voice on a matter. Yeah, come on. That's good. Anytime we listen to God, anytime we follow the pot, the follow the plan of God for our lives, I'm not saying there won't be any challenges. When we moved in those winery apartments in the natural, we did not have a lot. That's right. I mean, you should have seen our furniture. We, we, there was no furniture. We first apartment was, was, was on the bottom floor. It was a studio apartment. Was there, what, that was, there was a one bedroom. Yeah. It was a one bed. It was a single bedroom home. Mm-hmm. But then we, then we got raises and then we, we moved, like the Jeffersons, we moved up to the second floor. <laughs> Overlooking the pool. I, what do you want? Which one? I want the one that overlooks the pool. Because at least I may not be able to live by the ocean, but I'm, by God, I'm going to be looking over the water somewhere. Something on the inside of me always wanted to be the guy that lived out by the water. I felt like I was in the yacht club. And I'm moving on up. I'm like, I can see George Jefferson over there right now. Uh, and so here, God is trying to get me into a place to where he can trust me. See, God's not going to just promote you overnight. He's got to see that he's able to trust the man. I'm not just going to put blessings in your hand if I can't trust you with those blessings. Can I trust you with what I put in your hand? Can you be faithful with the money that I gave you? Or are you going to suck it down? Or snort it up? Right? See, God is building men. God is building people. He is, he's always been in the people building business. And he doesn't build the people that have, they think they have it all together. Sometimes he picks the ones that no one would choose. He picks an old man. He picks the 75 year old man. Well, I'm 75. Why Why couldn't you call me when I was young and I could have done it then? Yeah. God is looking for men who will trust him, not trust in their own ability. See, when he called Abraham, he did not call Abraham because he was because he was strong. He called him when he was at his weakest, where he couldn't physically do things. But he had a heart that was after God. And so he's 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 moving. He's moving with his father, natural father. But there's a point where God says, no. You can't continue to move with your natural father. You have to move with me. And then we see over in Genesis chapter 12, verse 1, that God says to him, move away from your countrymen. Move away from all those things that you know. See, when you get born again, you've got to move away from your old ways of thinking, your old ways of operating. But we've always done it this way. No, 
It's, it's time to raise the standard. Yeah. It's time to loosen up the bow. It's yeah. time to get free. And too many people are holding on to things that they should not be holding on to. Yeah. Things that keep them, things that bring them back, things that, that, that don't help them progress in the anointing. They still listen to the old songs. They still, they still reminisce about the old, play, old things that they used to do. Yeah. When God is saying, leave that, yeah. leave that behind. Learn to trust me. See, oftentimes, what do we do when we, because we live in a different world today, what do we do with a fatherless society that has no idea what it is to be a father? Women don't have to worry about that because women raise women. But see, women don't know anything about men in a fatherless, a fatherless home. So they don't know what it's like to be around a man. So it breeds a certain amount of dysfunction because how do I, how do I operate? How do I live if there's not a man around in that home? Here's a great example. Alfonso, um, well, I'm not gonna, we have a Frenchie in the house. He's a very sweet guy. He snores everywhere. He just snores. He stands and he snores. And then Alfonso would ask, has he done it yet? Has he done it yet? Done what? Has he tooted yet? Has he tooted? You know, because those dogs, that breed. And then one day we were sitting there, and he, the little guy sitting there, we're like, whoa. What the heck? What's going on that little? See, men are different. Men are Frenchies. They stink. They smell. They're lovable. You like them. Great personality. Girls are poodles. Oh, they're pretty. They're, they're dainty. You love them. They're classy. Right? That's, that's the one. A man's a, is, he's just a different breed. Yeah, yeah. And you got to be familiar with that different breed. Yeah. If not, if you're a girl, if you never, you'll be like, whoa, what is this? I didn't sign up for this. Where did this smell come from? What's going on? Yeah. And see, God has called men and women together because each one of us helps raise the standard. Yes, yes. Should help raise the standard, not yeah. leave us where we're at. Every day we are challenging ourselves yes. to go live and grow further yes. into the things of God. Yes, amen. Can I get an amen? amen? See, when you came to church today, you didn't come to stay the same. You didn't come to stay the same. So I ain't going to give you no refund. You, when you came, you, when, you, when you got born again, it was with the thought I'm, you were going to get sold out to God. It wasn't so that you, you came in here with all your pain. You came in here with all your dysfunction. You, you, you knew you were missing it. Everybody around you knew you were missing it. Because they were in the same boat you were in. See, that's why when David had his men of valor, they weren't all men of valor when they first came in. They all came in broken, busted, disgusted, discontented, hurting, Broke, but God took that people, raised that group up, and made warriors out of them. He builds a people. He builds a man. And see, when we first moved in that apartment, there was hardly anything in that apartment. If you some of, if some of, if some of you saw that apartment, you probably lose some faith in me right now. You're like, man, that's a rough apartment. I've heard some pastors and ministers say that the only furniture they had were uh, were milk crates. Now. I've had to buy a few milk crates before. Oh, let me rephrase it. I've had a few milk crates before. 
And it's not because I bought them. It's because I needed them and I borrowed them from the store. Right. I, didn't buy, I stole them from the store, okay? I stole them. <laughs> the Bible says, confess your sins one to another so that you may be delivered. And I had those cards for years and I just looked at them and they remind me that of where I once was, now where I am headed. I've, I've had to give up old ways and old patterns in order to change. And God says, if you do things my way, I will make you wealthy. He says, if you do things his way, he didn't say your way. God wants you to do things his way. He will make you wealthy. That means you're honest. That means you're true. That means you're just doing the word. You're following the process. You're doing what he told you to do. You're living how he told you to live. You're not being moved by every situation. You're not moving because of every situation. Well, she looked at me funny, so I just had to get up and find me another girl. No, we're changing the way we think. Or I'm getting rid of him because, you know, I, I, I need to upgrade. I, I, I just graduated from college. Now I need to find a, a man like, uh, uh, who's smart just like me. You know, a lot of women do that. They get a college educated and, and end up leaving their husbands. Do you know that? It happens on a regular basis. That's why when I hear a woman's going to college, I'm like, mm, I'm not so crazy about you being in college. Because your thinking's going to get messed up while you're there. And then they end up losing the guy who was faithful and true to them. And they can't seem to find anybody who's going to be faithful and true. See, God builds people. He doesn't build you. When you build you, all you do is build problems. God brings something to you and you grow together. Well, he's not growing. I went to college. He didn't. So what God, what you, what God put together, no man shall tear apart. That's right. That's right. That's right. How do you know that maybe what you're doing, it may be off. Maybe you're called judge. Yeah. Well, I make more money. Making more money doesn't make you better. Doesn't even make you smarter. There's a lot of people who make a lot of money and think they're smart. No, they're dumb. I've met a lot of really, I have a college education, so I can say this. I do. I have a college degree. I graduated from President Pacific with my BA uh, uh, in whatever, Management and Organizational Development. But I don't look at it as to make, as to who I am as a person in Christ. Yeah. I'm a Christian first. That's right. I follow Christ first. That's right. I, I, and everything else is second and third or fourth or fifth. That's right. Because God builds a man. Yeah. What does it matter if I have a college degree, if I don't walk in love? What does it matter if I have a college degree, if, if, if I don't even know what the Spirit is speaking or s- is talking in my heart? There's a lot of people who do not know how to hear from God. And God is wanting to build people, but it's going to require that we listen to what he says. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So God builds men. He builds women for, the re- for this reason, so that he can change a generation. Not just about you. It's about you. Your ki- it's about you, your kids, yeah. your children. Are, are we going to be playing p- patty cake here in church for the next 20, 30 years? I hope not. You know, patty cake church. I'm, I'm done with patty cake church. Patty cake, patty cake, baker's bread. I can't remember what the rest of this rhyme says. I mean, come on. <laughs> If I would, I probably wouldn't or shouldn't. Here's the thing. If God is wanting to take you and lead you to a place, and when you get there, like, oh, there ain't nothing there. 
Oh, I guess I must have missed it. Because I showed up and surely I don't, I don't have what I need. So did God bring me there? And yet God leads Isaac to a desert place. And the scripture says that he sowed in, in the time of famine and he reaped a hundredfold. See, God takes away your reason, takes your reason, and he punts it. He gets it out of the way. That's why he said, my ways are not your ways. He refers to his ways not being your ways. In other words, you ain't even doing my way. You're still doing your way. And the people he was talking to were, were absolutely walking in wickedness. They were not following God. He says, my, your ways are not my ways, but my ways are higher than your ways. He says, give up your old ways. All that calculating. All that calculating in your brain. Why can't you do this? I need to do this. If I do this, when I do this, put my foot here, and I put touch on this, I put my hand on this job, and I touch this over here, maybe if I do this. And you know what you're doing? Remember that game they used to have on the ground, and you used to have to, what are they? You're playing a game called Twister. Because you're just trying to figure it all out. Instead of asking God, what do you have for me? What's my next move? One day, Pastor Melina and I were just covering some business. And I said, you know what? I was like trying to figure this out. And I go, oh, wait a minute. I have the answer. I go, I, gotta just get the, I just got to get on the Lord on that. When you've got so much going on, you, sometimes you're just going to have to slow down and ask, God, wh- where do I need to go on this? Because there's too many answers. Too many answers that could work. They all could work. But that doesn't mean that it's the right way. There is a way in a man's eyes that seems good, but at the end that there's death and destruction. Your plan will never work. Your plan, apart from what God says and his word, will never work. When we moved... At any place we've ever moved, we always ask the Lord, should we go there? I'm not going to move just to move. I better make sure that I'm moving because I know God called me and told me to be there. Right? And there's too many people just, just going without knowing. Maybe it'll work out. That is a dangerous recipe for disaster. Now, I know some people, maybe, I know a couple people are thinking about moving or, or, or whatever. But anytime you think about moving, the, the, the expectation is, as, am I moving with God or am I being led by other things? Because if your wallet is leading you, it will always lead you into disaster. I've, I've done this long enough, seen this happen enough. I, I can tell you without being a fortune reader, a psychic. I'm not a psychic. I have just been good at connecting the dots. I follow the pattern. How many have other siblings in your family? And the one that opens up their mouths gets a spanking. And then the younger one says, I've learned from my other siblings to all you do is shut my mouth. Watch and learn. Are they being psychic? No. Are they being telepathic? Absolutely not. Are, have they seen examples of stupidity? Maybe. 
especially when you have siblings. We've all done some crazy things. My sister has a great examples of what not to do growing up. Based on me. Right? I was, I was the pioneer of what not to do. And once you learn that and you see life and you see what people were doing, then you're like, I'm not doing that. We, every day our life is full of opportunities to make decisions. And the best decision is the one when you're following what God told you to do. Yeah. That will be your best decision. Yeah. Any decision outside of that will only lead to hardship. How many of you remember Noah? Noah chapter 6, verse 1, we see, let's open our Bibles there, open our Bibles to Noah chapter 6, verse 1. Genesis chapter 6, verse 1. Thank you. Did I say, did I say something else? Did I say Noah? Did I say Noah? Oh, okay, sorry. Sorry, people have to learn from my example. Genesis chapter 6, verse 1, And it came to pass when, when men began to multiply on the face of the earth, and the daughters were born unto them, that the sons of God saw the daughters of men, and they were fair, and they took wives. And we see a, a great corruption beginning to hap, happen on the, on the planet, right? And the Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with man, for, they all, for their also is flesh. Yet his day shall be 120. That's where if you ever hear people, oh, if they're going to live to 120, that's the scripture. You, you should be living up to your 120. Yes. You get, start getting a revelation that you're supposed to live to 120, then you're going to say, what? If you're going to live to 120, then you, I think you're going to start acting different. Yeah. Start living different. Yeah. You're going to stop eating trash, start doing things, because you, if you want to look good at 120, you can't live the way you want to now. Yeah. That's a side note. And so... God was very grieved in verse 5. He said, God saw the wickedness of man and it was great and that every imagination and thoughts of his heart was only to, to only evil continually. He's talking about men. Their hearts were evil continually. Isn't that what he said? That means people think, well, what I think doesn't matter. What you do think matters. Because God looked at the way the people were thinking. He didn't like the way men were thinking. He hated it. And plus the evil, because with that, with the, the thought, it became an action eventually. You can't just sit there and deal with a thought and think it's never going to come out. It will come out. If you, unless you manage that thought and say, you know what, I, I, I pull it down under the obedience of Christ. I cast every imagination down according to your word, Lord. Right. So, again, what's God doing? He's building a man. He's building a people. Yeah. And here in verse eight, Noah finds grace with God. But Noah found great. But Noah found grace in God in the eyes of the Lord. And in verse nine says, and there and there the generations of Noah was a just man, a, a perfect in his generation. In other words, he's fully mature in his generation. He was a very mature man. And Noah walked with God. Yes. He walked with God. Yeah. His walking with God saved him. You want your life to turn around? Walk with God, men. Amen. You want your finances to turn around? Walk with God. Yes. Amen. Quit walking the line. 
We, we walk the line too long because we, do, we, we don't want to disapp- let, uh, let anybody down or, or let them feel, or, you know, we don't want to hurt people's feelings. I don't know about you, I, I want to I be ready for what God has next. Yes, yes, amen. And Noah begot three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japhat. And the earth was also corrupt before God, and the earth was filled with violence. And verse 13, And God said unto Noah, The end of the, all flesh is coming before me, and the earth is filled with violence through them. And behold, I will destroy them and with the earth. And God, the great engineer, the great master engineer, tells him how to build an ark. Come on. Come on. Make an ark, and he instructs him how to do it. Yes. Well, I don't know if God can build anything. God is a master builder. Yes. Jesus was a carpenter for Jesus didn't come for, as a carpenter for any reason. It was an example. Look, I was a savior to Noah, and I helped him build. Now I'm here to help you build your life over again. Where you find things missing, I'm here to renovate. I'm here to set things straight. I'm here to not leave you empty-handed. I've got some good news for you. You don't have to be poor no more. You don't have to be sad no more. You don't have to be distressed. Yes, amen. I've got answers. Yes, amen. And Noah lived. And his generations lived. Yes, amen. He saved him, his family, his, his daughter-in-laws. People, got, people were affected by him building and following what God told him to do. People are affected. When you do what God told you to do. When you follow God and you follow his instruction, you will be blessed. When you're doing your own plan, you will fail. It's not a given. You will fail. It, it, it will be harnessed. It will breed frustration. It'll be as if like, man, I feel like I'm just spinning my wheels. You will feel like the hamster just spinning its wheel. Sure, it's spinning, but you're going nowhere. And God is not about leaving his people where they're at. He's about moving a people with him. Selah. Come on. He's a good God. He's so good that that even when people, you know, I just want to stop here for a moment. Do you remember Ham, his son? And some people will like to say, or I've heard it interpreted that that and through Ham comes a generation of uh, some Sodom and Gomorrah, right? People think that Ham did something to Noah, but the scripture doesn't says anything. He said did anything to Noah. What he said was he uncovered his father and he went out and he told his siblings about what he had saw. In other words, he was advertising his father's shame. That was the sin of Noah. The sin of Noah was that he didn't do anything. It was that he talked about his father's downfalls, his, his problems, his issues, and exposed it to everybody, right? Yeah. And when he did that, when, he told, when Ham came out and he told his brothers what they had saw, his brothers took a different course of action. They knew he was in there, so they went, went in there and they didn't want to see him naked. They went in backwards 
and, and the darkness, and they covered him with a blanket because they didn't want to look on his shame. When Ham exposes, when you expose the shame of others, when Ham did that, it sowed seed to the future because the future was for his descendants, shame. Sodom and Gomorrah came for shame, destruction, shame. All those generations in his, in his life brought about shame were they themselves shamed. When we shame others, it opens the door for us to be shamed. God is building people. He's not destroying people. And if God is in the business of building people, then we as a people have got to take the seriousness of it at face value. Quit trying to think it. Well, maybe he meant this. Well, boy, he really meant this. I, maybe God really meant this. No, God means what he means. God is in the redeeming business. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. So if we've made mistakes, thank God for the blood. Yes. Because it's his blood that washes everything as white as snow. Yes. Have we caused shame? God can bring that shame under the blood of Jesus Christ. Because now we have a, we have, we were built, we have a promises built. Oh man. We have a covenant in which, whoo, better promises. Whoo, come on. Thank God we, Ham messed up, but thank God, man, we got the blood of Jesus. Ham didn't have the blood of Jesus. And he had to live with his mistakes. You don't have to live with your mistake. You're a new creature in Christ Jesus. God brought Jesus because he was interested in building a man. Does anybody know what the point of the story is? This message? What's the, what's the point of this message? God is building a man. God is building you. Don't get frustrated with you. Just say, God... What am I doing? What do you want me to do? He'll tell you, I want you to tithe. Whoa, wait, 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 wait. What else can I do? God will always start you with what he told you to do. And you don't get any instruction beyond what he told you to do first. I told my kids to clean their room. They come back, hey, can we go like you said? Did you clean your room? No. We don't go anywhere until you, I do, you, till you do what I told you to do. I told you to clean your room. I told you to pick up that bike off the front of the lawn. You don't, we don't go anywhere. We don't do anything until I, you do what I told you to do. God is no different. Those watching by, life, uh, by Facebook Live, God, you can't do it any different. You got to do what God told you to do. But I, I'm going to try it this way. I'm gonna... See, when things get hard, don't run from God. Run to God. Yes, that's right. Yes, amen. Amen. Come on. You run to, running to God will only make things easier. Running away from God only makes things harder. That's right. I think I need a bathroom break, everybody. I need a bathroom break. <laughs> county tiles, county tiles, <laughs> county tiles. Loose mints, fine mints, fine mints. Uh, 
See, God's word is not there to be hard. It's there to be helpful. He's there to help you and I. That's why Romans 8, verse 14. Let's turn to Romans 8, 14. Pastor, we turn it all the time, but you need to see it again. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Right? Romans 8. Verse 14, I know you know it, for as many as are, the led, are, are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons, those who were led, yeah. those who were led. Yeah. Julian, come here, real quick, oh, walking, walking, no, Julian, come here, come here. Um, Seth, come over here, please. Just walk on their feet. Don't, don't worry. <laughs> now, guys, follow me. Just stay close, stay close. Follow me. Now, make a decision. Now, don't move. Follow me. Now, I told you, stay still. Follow me, Seth. Who's doing the will of the Father? They both are because, exactly, because I told one to stay still and I said, one, follow me. People are so fixed on saying that, oh, God told me to stop right here. But God's telling you to stop because he wants you to stop. God wants him to fall for a reason. We get too mixed up about what God told somebody else. Not realizing there's a bigger picture here. God understands the big picture. Uh If God tells you to stay close, stay close. If God tells you to do something, do that. If he does something opposite of what I told him, he is no longer in the will of God. If he just decides to keep following, he's now out of the will of the Father. Even though he's trying to follow me. Because I told him to do something else. See, any, any operation outside the word of God is you just you doing what you wanted to do. Right. Outside the will of God, there's harm. Yeah. Outside of the will of God, you know, you're supposed to be under the, we're supposed to be under the shadow of the Almighty. Yeah. Anything in our own will is out of that shadow of the Almighty. Yeah. And then people say, well, you know, I just feel so bad that, you know, God took them and, you know, well, one day... God didn't take anybody. If people don't, if you don't stay close to God and you're out there wandering around, you're doing it your own way. God is not responsible for people doing things their own way. If you stay close to the Father, there's a blessing. There's a hedge of protection. We see that all the time in the scriptures. But we can never do things out of, out of being operated out of fear. Boys, you can sit down. Thank you, boys. Let's give him a hand. They followed God. He followed his word to the T. Once they put, whether when went. Well, I don't know why he told me to stop. quit trying to figure it out. Just do what he told you to do. When we do what God tells us to do, there's an absolute blessing. That's right. Absolute blessing.
the following. What time is it? Does anybody know? It's 11.11. Come on. Let's open our Bibles to Judges 6. God builds men. And when people or nations go off and do what they want to do, it only breeds heartache and problems. Yeah. And the children, and in Judges chapter 6, verse 1, and I'll read verse and you, when you get there, amen. But in, in, in Judges chapter 1, Judges chapter 1, Judges chapter 6, verse 1. And the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord, and the Lord delivered them into the hand of the Midians for seven years. A nation did evil. And God delivered them into the hands of the Midians. A group of people did evil. A group of people can do evil by not doing what God told them to do. And because the Midianites and the children of Israel made them the dens which are in the mountains and caves and strongholds. In other words, the kids, they had to get out of their own nation. And things back, things were so bad that when crops were being grown by Israel, the Midians would come down and destroy their crops. So they were at the point of starvation. They couldn't even, imagine you can't even survive because the people that are coming down and cutting down your crops. But this was, was made uh, possible by their disobedience as a people. This nation isn't walking with God as it should. And it's evident. They have a, a Luciferian way of thinking. They are, they are committing for years, allowing abortion. Now homosexuality has been pushed to the forefront. They are allowing wickedness and pushing it to the front. And now we see instability and the people say, I don't know why God is allowing this to happen. Instability and everything is going to be happening to them, but it's not going to be happening to the people in the body of Christ. So you better make sure you're planted in the right place. You better make sure you're in the right place. that's following after God, because that's where the blessings at. It's getting darker for them. But us, come on, there's promotion, there's peace, there's peace, there's peace with the following the plan of God. And then judges, God raises up a godly man. God raises a man. God raises people up who will not compromise to help the vision that God has. See, God has a vision for this community. Yes. He has a plan for Porterville. Yes. He has an outpouring for Porterville. Yes. Amen. It's been prophesied. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to make it happen. I just want to listen to what God says. Mm-hmm. I just want to be where God wants me to be. Over in a large, another state, there's another a well-known area that um, they prophesied that it would have it would flow the miracles that flowed out that would, would return there one day and i believe they will return there one day i don't know who it's going to flow through but i know it's going to happen but i know different organizations purchased it with a thought thinking that they were going to they were it they were the ones right and it didn't happen 
See, you can't just do something just because you, want, you feel like you're the one. You ha- you've got to be the person that's just obedient to do his word. Yes. You've got to be obedient where you're at. Yes. Not where you want to be. There's a difference. Did you catch that difference? Yes. Be obedient where you're at, not where you want to be. Follow God wholeheartedly on the small things and he'll help you on the greater things because it all fits into the flow of God's plan for your life. Again, God builds the man. He builds the people. Does anybody remember the story of, was it Ruth and Mordecai? Esther and Mordecai. Esther and Mordecai. Esther hears, she, she ends up becoming a queen and she's confused as to whether or not she wants to, to talk about the king, about what took place. And Mordecai tells her, look, if you don't tell the king what's happening right now, whether you do it or not, because God, I believe God brought you for such a time as this. Yeah. If you don't follow, you will perish for just saying nothing. But God will raise up another and we will be delivered. God wants to use a people that will, com- that will yeah. cooperate. Yes. Yes. We're in a season where, where cooperating is not something that we are given the luxury. Because if we don't cooperate in a community when there's darkness around us, we are no different from the time of judges. That when evil is abounding, well, we're not doing evil. Yeah, but you're still not following God. You're still not doing what he tells you. Does not remove, does not remove what God told you to do. He said, follow me. Walk with me. You stay here. You follow me. I'm glad you caught that. I was was wondering if everybody would catch that. See, if God is into building a people, then we've got to make us just say this one thing. I'm making myself available. Because if I not, if I don't, I'm still disobedient. And if things are falling apart, it's because I have yet to be fully obedient. The the obedient is following the plan of God. Not being self-willed. Being easy to lead. Being easy to entreat. Scripture talks about being, being, being easy to lead, not being difficult, because we will be judged if we were being difficult to lead, particularly for those who are spiritual leaders over us. I believe this year is going to be, is a, is a setup for next year. This message is a setup for your next year. Because there is, a walking out of what God has got prepared for his people. And you don't want to get out of your position right now. You have an assignment. You have a role. People need you. If you leave your spot today, what would happen? Well, they'd find some, what would happen if God told you you had a spot and you still moved from that spot? Lot left his spot. 
and ended up in Sodom and Gomorrah. In fact, his wife looked back at Sodom and Gomorrah and turned into a pillar of salt. Looking, looked at something that God told her to move away from and not, not to go back to. There's things that God wants you to go to, walk with, move with. So it does not create shame. So it does not create hardship. He knows where the hardships are at. But if you walk with him and you're walking towards a hardship, who's at fault? If Pastor Marcus decides to go hang out at the bar tonight and have a drink, because, you know, Christians drink, it's okay, right? Here's some, here's some Christian. No, it's not okay. But if I said that and I lied to myself and I went in there and, and I stepped in there and then I, on the way home I got hit by another drunk driver, even though, you know, I maybe wasn't drunk, but I got hit by another drunk driver. Who's at fault? The man who wasn't listening to God, the man who know, knew God, was at fault. It wasn't God's fault. We need to really be aware of how we look at life and how we look at him. He is our benefactor. He is the one that's trying to help you. He's the one that's trying to keep you safe. He's the one. So if he's the one, we need to be the one. We got to be the one that says, Father, I will flow with you. I will move with you. Say this with me and mean it from your heart because I want God to look at your heart when you say this. You say, well, I'm not sure if I'm going to mean it the way you say it. Just don't let your mind be a part of this conversation. Speak from your heart right now. Say, dear Heavenly Father, today I make a wholehearted decision to follow you with my whole heart given to you. Not, not holding back any longer, but pouring myself out. I get rid of my pride. I get rid of my resistance. I follow you, Father. I follow the plan. God builds men, so build me today. Help me. Be the man be the person that you've called me to be. A child of your blessed destiny. Doing your will. Bringing heaven down on earth. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I am yours. Gosh, he's so good. He's so good. The goodness of God. It's the goodness of God that brings men to repentance. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Father, is there anything else you would have done in your service? Yes, we plead the blood over every person here today, Lord. Say this with me. I plead the blood of Jesus over my life. I thank you, Jesus. Your hand is over me. You cleanse me from all unrighteousness. And I mean that from my very heart. We need to, when God builds a man, he puts him in the mode of where he's sincere and he moves from his heart. 
Make that your lifestyle. I be 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 real. Well, well, you know, I just that's not real for me. I just kind of live. No, that's not that old way of thinking is not you anymore. You're a new creature. You can't think the way you want to think. I know it's real popular in our Western civilization. I'm an American. I just think what I want to think. I just do. No. You're a Christian now. You're a slave of the Lord Jesus Christ. You're his bondservant. You belong to him. You don't belong to you anymore. Say, I belong to him. Amen. Amen. Woo! It's so good. He's so good. Watch the blessings. Watch the blessing because you're learning. You're learning, more importantly, his voice. But you're following him. Amen. 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 Who got blessed this morning? God is a good God. He's a good God. And he's not done with us. He's not done with us. And if there's something that we haven't done, it's time to repent on those things. If there's some things that we left in the shelf that we haven't done, that God told us to do, we repent over those things. We don't wait on those things. Well, I wonder when I should... Don't hesitate. Do what God told you to do.